All right. You know, I realize uh, I, I, I should have told you this beforehand, but I forgot to um, tell you that we really should start referring each, uh, to each other. And I thought maybe two or one. I was watching Wrath of Man, so I was like, oh, that's kind of like a great idea. Well, I'll call him, you know, number one or number nope, two. I haven't seen it. Um, I, I I don't know if I want to be one or two. Why don't you be number one? Um, I don't what care. What if I want to be like a hundred? I'll call you a hundred. Or, um, or, or, I don't know. Why numbers? Uh, well... Okay. <laughs> you want me to call you a Roman numeral? I mean, you want me to, what do you, it doesn't matter. I mean, we'll figure this shit out. I mean, um, eventually yeah, we'll have call, code names. Call me X. Call you X? I'll be X for 10. I was going to say 10 before oh. I said 100, but then I jumped. But X was a great, that's yeah, a great I idea. Called I called it. I don't even care that you've got the X on your shirt. They can't see it. Mm, man. You know, ah, just call me you then, you know, or, or, or this El Diablo. Call me El Diablo. <laughs> okay <laughs> or the magic man all right now we'll you see me the, yeah, there you go. now you don't all right okay I, I i've uh that didn't come from any any sort of pop culture reference at all no 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 that's all our own um original that's right so we're well, here today on get it raw for vitamin c yeah i feel like everybody's been waiting for vitamin c because we're talking about immunity and uh, this is the first vitamin that we go to when we're talking about, or when we think about getting a cold. I've mm-hmm. got a, I got a runny nose, a sore throat. I better go take my emergency. Maybe I should. No, say, no, uh, no, it's uh, fine. You can, you can emergency. Take it off. Yeah, emergency. Um, yeah, because it's packed full of that vitamin C. What is it? Two, three, four, five hundred percent of a daily value. Yeah, it sounds about right. I mean, or they start immediately drinking orange, ju- orange juice, yeah. and you know, which is loaded uh, with sugar, by the way. Which is loaded with sugar. <laughs> Which and I think it's maybe even the added sugar depends oh. on the kind. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a ton um, of added sugar. Yeah, man. I don't drink juices. Yeah, I mean it's like drinking soda. Yeah. And not to mention that these infections, who are you know whether they're bacterial or viral, doesn't matter. Especially the bacteria, they live off of sugar. They love it. That, that feeds them. That's what. Yeah. It that's what allows them, them to make more babies. It drives <laughs> me crazy every single time I see somebody somewhere uh, uh, offering get your vaccinations with us for COVID nineteen and get a cookie, get a uh, you know, mm, get yeah. a beer. Get a, a like I've sense. seen them giving away. I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. It's like let's. Uh, the problem with COVID nineteen is the obesity issue, the metabolic issues. But guess what? We're going to give you a case of cotton candy if you get the vaccination. And then you're cured. You don't have to worry about anything. You got to go back to your 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 old your whole old way of life. Uh-huh. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, we're mm-hmm. gonna get back to normal, which is getting fat and working your ass off. Uh, yeah, but but you can't take the mask off. You can if you've been vaccinated. You can if you've been vaccinated. Depending on where you work and where you're going or who you're with and uh, blah 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 blah. But instead, instead, they could be saying, hey, listen, here's some ideas to help you strengthen your immune system. Here are some ways to help lose some weight. Here are some things that you can do to like decrease your stress. Here are some things that you can do to combat the potential for catching COVID-19 and passing it on. Or anything else. Like, we're going to talk about vitamin C, but you're talking about, like, the common cold. You're talking about the flu. You're talking about respiratory, any type of respiratory infection. The big one being pneumonia. Uh, there's, a, there's a plethora of things that you could be protecting yourself from if you eat well, stay active and move a lot, and de-stress. Right? 
That's right. That's what I think. I don't know. Enter, get it raw. <laughs> with X and the magic man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> magic man. No, so you know, I'll, I'll take, it. I'll take raw. I'll just take raw. Raw. Uh, okay. X. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So vitamin C, other words, uh, known as ascorbic acid, it's pumped into everything. It's like, uh, you know, I put that shit on everything. <laughs> Frank's, was that Frank's red hot? I think so. Or is so. that Tabasco? No, I think it's Frank's Red Hot. Okay. I don't think Tabasco has the Is there vitamin C in Frank's? Uh, there, if not now, there probably will be. I mean, come on. Get, um, it. get it. Get it. Somebody send me, it. send me a vitamin C, a high, <laughs> a high uh, concentration of vitamin C hot sauce. Exactly. That would be great. Because so, I do put that shit on everything. <laughs> I've got a refrigerator full of hot sauces. Well, you'll, you know... If it's made from peppers, which most likely is because capsaicin is the number one ingredient for heat, okay, from a pepper, then it's high in vitamin C. The question you should be asking yourself is, is it processed out? Ooh. Aha. You know, I'll bet you all of those top market, top shelf marketed supermarket ones probably is, unfortunately. And they're going to pump that shit in there. Uh -huh. They're going to enrich it. And, and what we need to think about, too, is that it's also a water-soluble vitamin. And what does that mean? Well, that Tell means... me about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So get back on track. Vitamin yeah. C, water-soluble. Okay. It's a water-soluble means... vitamin, which means that, you know, it can, uh, you can cook it out of food. Oh. You can, yeah, exactly. You can leach it out of food, you know? So if you're like, uh, you have some, um, let's say, uh, oh, I don't know. I'm, I can't think right now. But you can basically leach it out of your... Oh, let's think about spinach. I was just going to say, cooking my greens. Yeah, you're cooking some spinach. It's high in vitamin C or even some like green peas. You put in a pot of boiling water. You start to cook it. You cook it for a long time, which is not a bad thing because you're worried about other nutrients like uh, lectin proteins. You're trying to cut back on those. Or, But anyway, you cook it down and then you dump the water. Well, the vitamin C's most likely been leached from that spinach into the water. You dump the water, you dump the vitamin C. Now, how much vitamin C do you have from that mm. spinach? Does that make sense? Yep. All right. So, that's the potential that you're dealing with, especially when you're processing foods. Okay. So, let's go over a couple of roles. Vitamin C is uh, a very important portion of your immune system. We were talking earlier before we started recording that everybody goes to it when they get sick, especially when they get a cold. They start to sneeze, they start to sniffle, and they go straight away to the vitamin C. Um, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it was no different than it is today. Vitamin C, vitamin C, vitamin C. But if you looked into the literature, if you were studying nutrition, if you were a food scientist, if you were any type of researcher, you're looking into the literature, and the literature really did not support the use of vitamin C to prevent or to treat your common cold. Let I had flu. heard that just a couple years ago. Not even, probably two, maybe two years ago. Heard that it didn't support it? That the, Yeah, that there wasn't evidence behind it. Right, exactly. And and the, the point is that like the literature just wasn't identifying where it could be helpful. But now we have some newer information. We have some newer understanding. There's a whole bunch of newer literature in the last 10 years that's really cut through and being able to show how it could potentially be used for the prevention of a common cold okay. or flu or any other like respiratory infection and its ability to treat you as well. And, and it's become much more common in the last 10 years for intravenous care. So we'll talk more about this down the road. 
but they're also combining it with other medications and other nutrients to help people combat COVID or to fight pneumonia or to, uh, uh, to overcome the flu. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. But we'll go to the uh, we'll go down the roles here, and we'll try to go from like the bigger roles to no, no, that's not a good way to put it. No, bigger roles. That's not a good way. Let's just go to a one role, and we'll just like start. Yeah, down. And just roll it out. Okay, roll out. All right, that's a good song. Okay, so uh, one of the things that vitamin C is most known for is scurvy. Or the lack of vitamin C leads to scurvy. Um, you ever had that? No, I don't think so. No. What, how does it work? What does uh, it do? Well, you know, mostly sailors get it. Yeah. You know, and that's why, uh, you know, Popeye's walking around with one tooth. Okay. No, I don't know. So, so, so your gums mm-hmm. consist primarily of collagen. Okay. Okay. Connective tissue. Uh, connective tissue is made up of collagen. Connective tissue is all over your body. You and I talk about this when practice with our patients all the time. We're talking about tendons and fascia and ligaments and capsules, articular cartilage, lig- uh, labrums, menisci, disc, all that stuff. Well, your blood vessels, your muscles, your bones, everything consists of Collagen. It, it uses collagen as a matrix to build its structure. Well, vitamin C is a part of that process. If you do not have vitamin C, you cannot develop as much collagen, nor can you develop very strong collagen. So, in the absence of, of vitamin C, like a sailor mm-hmm. back in the 1700s or 1600s or 1800s, going across the Atlantic, they're going to be vitamin C deficient. They started to lose teeth because the collagen within their gums were would start to break down. They would start to bleed. Ooh. Yeah. And there was a number of other conditions, you know. Um, so it has an effect. And, you know, collagen synthesis for tissue healing has an effect in cardiovascular system. It affects your hormonal system. It affects your neural, uh, your neurotransmitter system. So it affects your your, your nervous system, uh, in essence. But for today, the reason why collagen synthesis is important to the immune system is because your skin has a lot of collagen. That's why it stretches. And so if you have poor collagen synthesis or weak collagen, that means when you do suffer an injury, you're more likely to get an infection or um, more likely to break down that collagen and therefore suffer from an okay. infection. Possibly. I will say I've seen, I've been seeing a little bit more and more use of collagen supplementation lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that, uh, uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll probably talk about that when we talk about what, where like to get the healing. vitamin C. Well, right. I mean today, because okay. uh, we're going to get to, you know, where the sources. Um, and of course we, we, we supplement vitamins. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, so if you're taking the vitamin C, uh-huh. you're going to have uh, stronger collagen. Okay, so that means your skin will be a little bit stronger, but mm-hmm. your skin is the first barrier to uh, outside influences. How much collagen do I need, or how much vitamin C do I need to build up my skin strong enough, thick enough to stop a bullet? <laughs> uh, or, or at least uh, uh, a Tori Hanzo samurai sword. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, that's simple. I mean, that's like a truckload of oranges. Okay. Or limes. I see those driving down the street all the time, driving yeah. down the highway. No. If you can you can get that all in one day, and you got to do that every day, then yeah, you should be fine. So just inject straight orange 
Orange squeeze. Yeah, just that's that's the best idea. Got just it. insert a needle in your arm, attach it to a funnel, and mm. just start putting orange juice down your. Okay, I'll just I'll just throw it in the backpack and walk around with that, it. That's a good. Idea. Oh, that's like, a good. Idea. Oh, you're rucking. Delivery. You're yeah. rucking yeah, with yeah. vitamin C. There you go. Yeah. All right. Losing weight, developing stronger collagen at the same time. That's perfect. I did that the other day, but I don't want to throw you off topic too much. You were eating an orange while carrying oranges rucking. Rucking. and rucking. I was rucking, just straight rucking. Oh yeah. Walking the dog. However much that uh, the weighted vest is, it's it's heavy. Yeah, no, it's I was a thinking like I'm like this thing's full of lead weights. It would stop a bullet. Thick lead weights. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. heavy. Not your skin though. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Not yet. I mean, that's what every guy wants, right? Maybe down the road with like you know genetic sequences and therapy. Maybe, <sighs> maybe wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a yeah. That's that's another that's a conversation for another day. I'm sure. Badass. Yeah. But okay. So anyway, getting back to so vitamin C is going to strengthen the collagen. Therefore, it's going to act as a better barrier for infection, whether it be viral or bacterial. Good. So that's important. Okay. You have no skin. Ah, you're you know you're in trouble. All right. It also helps with keratin. Do you know what a, a keratin <laughs> is? Or a keratinocyte? Uh, tell me again. Well, I think it's like it's what makes up your fingernails. Yeah. It's a little bit of a harder tissue yeah. uh, in the body. Yeah. Um, no, that's exactly right. Your fingernails, okay. your hair. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, exactly. So uh, that's a part of the is whole that, collagen. So when you say hair, that, uh, is not just, that's hair on the arms, hair on the head. Yeah, sure. How yeah. about the cilii that line, your, that line the tracks? Is that oh. the same thing? The uh, keratin, the cilia that line the tracks of like, uh, your nose. Is that your what nose, and are there not cilia oh, sure. all throughout the body and the internal well, organ tracts and everywhere? No, 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 no. Okay, no, you don't have hair throughout your GI system or anything like that. That's a microvilli. They're they're like little fingers, but they're okay. Uh, they're so like little fingers without hair. Okay, like. yeah. Okay, so we've got little was tiny micro so hairs as well as tiny micro fingers. All right, that's why I was probably confused. Yeah, yeah. I mean. But right, so the one is that why you eye in the nose. Is that why you cough up hairballs every now and then? I thought so. Oh man! All right, that explains a lot. That was just silly. What are you talking about? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> so, but that but, sounds important though. If we got cilia that line the nose and keratin makes up some right. of the hairs, then we need that to stay to keep a healthy filtration system through our air intake system. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that is a great way to put it. Your air filtrate system, which helps prevent, acts as another barrier to prevent infection. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's very important. But it in, increases the keratinocyte differentiation, which means it helps the, the the keratinocyte differentiate into that keratin. If that makes any sense. And then it also helps with lipid synthesis for your cell membranes. So meaning that every cell in your body. Whether it's a skin or a blood vessel, or red blood, uh, red blood cell, or white blood cell, or if it's a red, uh, you know, a rod in your eye, or a taste bud in your mouth, or a muscle, it's surrounded by uh, a membrane. That membrane is a physical barrier again to foreign invaders. Uh, so the vitamin C helps form that lipid. It's a lipid. It's a phospholipid membrane, if you would, mm -hmm. that keeps things out and allows certain things to come in and out as needed. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of that's kind of cool, and then it also uh, helps with fibroblast proliferation and migration. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. That's why we have the Graston tools. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Fibroblast proliferation is 
kind of like the creation of new cells and, and dispersing them throughout the body? Yeah, well, into the uh, extracellular matrix. Okay. And helps with the uh, extracellular matrix. Remember, creating all those like little scaffolds and all those like little like uh, lines that attach or that uh, like uh, give your cells structure mm-hmm. or connect cells with one another and it yeah. allows move it moves nutrients and materials back and forth. It uh, a healthy extracellular matrix allows you to like push nutrients through the tissue to feed other nutrients, but it also keeps things connected so you can move nice and easily without okay. tearing anything or breaking anything apart. That's yeah. That's how you stay young. Yeah. The more extracellular matrix you have, the less wrinkles you have. Perfect. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's, it's good. I mean, we're going to start marking this after this. Okay. But yeah. Okay, so what does this all mean? It also means that this is extremely important for wound healing. Okay? If you have suffered a wound, in your case, a gunshot. Right. Don't know why somebody's shooting at you, but a gunshot wound. Yep. Did you pull the, the bullet out yourself, like with your teeth? Um, no, just the fingers. I, I, uh, I don't have that kind of flexibility. Oh man. Get my teeth down there. It's amazing. Okay. Down there. Oh, yeah. Down to the, my, to the center, you know, my, my stomach area where they're shooting at. You didn't just go and pop it out? No, not like yet. With those abs not yet. No, not yet. You'll get there. I'll bet. A few more oranges. You'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. So. If you have a wound, whether it's a cut, a laceration, or a puncture, or just like a typical tear, uh, and and it doesn't have to be um, necessarily outside of the body or exposed to the outside, it could be something that's internal. Uh, vitamin C helps with that wound from for healing, uh, and and one of the nutrients that it works with is zinc. Mm-hmm. And so, if you don't have zinc, remember zinc provides uh, like little fingers that helps pick up proteins, like a crane. And it goes from one area to another to basically assemble uh, an amino acid. Okay. Okay. Um, or maybe it's better to say it takes amino acids and picks it up and moves it over to form a protein. That's, that's the better way of saying it. So if you don't have enough zinc, then you don't have enough cranes with fingers to pick up those amino acids to make the structure that you're trying to make, whether it be muscle or a new white blood cell or a red blood cell or a brain cell, whatever it is. Um, But vitamin C works with the zinc to help uh, increase your antibodies. It uh, um, It helps in the production of these proteins to make antibodies, to create physical barriers, Okay, and then uh, which also helps with cells to proliferate, especially when it comes to your immune system. So when we start to talk about your immune system, we'll talk about the innate immune system and the uh, adaptive immune system. And those two things uh, rely on genetic um, activation and then a genetic expression to start to make those structures. And that's where vitamin C and zinc play a role. The other thing that vitamin C does is it increases the neutrophil extracellular trap a.k.a. the net. Neutrophil extracellular trap. This is really cool. So it helps form it. When you have an injury, your body, your neutrophils will get over there. They'll chomp down on anything that looks like it could possibly hurt you. All right. And then that neutrophil, we'll talk about later, will either commit suicide or another immune cell will come and eat it to make sure that nothing will harm you. That neutrophil will release, as it's dying, it will release these uh, uh, proteins called, uh, these large proteins that are called uh, chromatin and and antimicrobial proteins uh, that will capture any extracellular pathogens 
any foreign invaders or bacteria or virus, and it'll it'll do that and it'll stick to it, and it and limiting the infection. So you get a cut, your neutrophils are on the spot, they take care of business, then they start to trap all that stuff. The net uses the net concept, traps it to prevent any further infection. That's cool, man. Yeah, this now now my mind is blown. Like I'm just sitting here thinking about all the micro, nano, just things that happen uh, with simple just cut. You get a cut. Every this whole reaction. Reaction, chain reaction, then things are catching, eating, dying, killing, releasing more. Like it just keeps on blooming. The body just keeps blooming, cell after cell, protein after protein. But isn't that beautiful though? It I mean, is. Think, it is. Like a, we're like, we don't realize this, but we're superhumans. Yeah. Like you get cut, yeah. your body's already automatically working on it to like close it down. And we see those movies where people close the wound really quickly. Yep. I wonder. Yeah, How many I mean, oranges are they having? It it and it just really does go to show that you are what you eat. Like this is your your gain. You get those cells. You get this capability from the foods that you are eating, from the nutrients that you are putting into your body to re recreate the cells to to preserve and recreate new cells. Yeah. That's why they, you know, every, I don't want to say everybody knows, but I've heard a lot of people say and are, are familiar with the concept that we, in seven years, um, I've heard, I, I've heard both our taste buds. We have all new taste buds in seven years. I said, no, I think we have all new cells in seven years. Our entire oh, yeah. body has turned oh, over. Yeah. Every cell in your body today will be dead and gone and will be completely new in seven years from now. All new cells. Yeah. That, and that... Is just it blows that blows me away. It's and like a, it's like a snake that like sheds its uh, yeah. skin. You know that's what yeah. it is, and it's freaking cool, man. I, I mean, mean, we just yeah, we don't shed one skin at a time. But if you go and wipe off the fan blades, there's part of it. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I tell my patients, I tell them when we talk about tissue healing, how long does it take for a fracture to heal? Two to three months. What about muscle? Depending on the severity of it, anywhere from one or two weeks. To three months hmm. depending also on the comorbidities that you have yeah do you have diabetes do you have osteoporosis do you have renal failure heart disease whatever it may may be um and this from this perspective you know when you're dealing with the skin the skin forms new skin cells mm -hmm. every 14 days every 14 days every two weeks you're walking around in a new layer of skin yeah that's like great that's like huge and then and remember that's collagen right and then your ligaments and your tendons and your capsules and your articular cartilage, you know, talking to people about that, that takes one to two years to recover from. Yeah. They don't, they can get more resilient, but they don't replace themselves, but every one to two years, that's the average rate of tissue healing. So I know a lot of people like, like kind of like, oh man, come on. Like that's too long, but it's, it's amazing that your body does that in of itself yeah. anyway. Right. You know? I mean, what are you going to do? It, that's too long. That's too far from now. But this is something that you do every day. Yeah. When you eat, when you, when you refill. Have you heard, you like, things in. Have, you, have you heard of people who get really excited about the idea of downloading their consciousness into a robot? And then they're, they're like a technologically advanced robot that they think humans yeah. will eventually become. Yeah. Like, like Rogan says, you know, we're going to, we're like technological caterpillars that are going to eventually bloom into a robot right the problem i have with that is that metal oxidizes right metal is malleable metal doesn't have a biological 
uh, control center that replaces itself, fixes itself, you know, regenerates itself. The reason why we evolved into these like human bodies is because, like you said, every day they're fixing themselves mm-hmm. and retry. You know, they are resilient. Skin is extremely resilient compared to like metal. So I kind of like get taken back by that every now and then, and I'm like, ah, this is, you know, this is great. We're we're doing well right now, anyway. Yeah. Okay. So. What does all that mean? Well, basically, that means that vitamin C, in uh, addition to zinc, will help decrease your tissue damage, okay, from an injury, and also help decrease the possibility of necrosis. Necrosis. Tissue death. Yeah, exactly. And the spread of that tissue death, Mm -hmm. right? So that's gross. Um, And as we said before, it's a water-soluble vitamin, so it circulates mostly within the circulation of your bloodstream, as well as the extracellular matrix. And it also has a concentration, a certain amount of concentration within neutrophils, which is a part of your immune system, your innate immune system. So neutrophils are are an immuno cell, an immune cell, and it houses a certain concentration of vitamin C in case it needs to kill something. Which is kind of cool. It acts as a weak antihistamine agent, meaning, and this is one of the reasons why people probably take a lot of it when they are sneezing, their allergies are up, or they feel like they're under a little common cold. It is a weak antihistamine agent, which means that it suppresses the release of histamine. So that way you have less symptoms when you're like sneezing or sniffling and whatnot for like sinus infections and such like that. Um, The other thing, it's well the most common thing if you're thinking vitamin c you're probably thinking scurvy but you probably also think about it as an antioxidant right okay. so, i mean i don't think about scurvy or antioxidant but oh, we i would probably am more on that antihistamine thought for the sneezing or okay. the and when i say i i mean general public population so um, so when we first started when we first brought up vitamin c what was the first thing that came to your brain then was <clears throat> it the antihistamine effect well it was sneezing sneezing I coughing see. sore throat okay and to relieve that it sounds like you're saying is that antihistamine yeah response that it gives you yeah. um beyond that i mean the scurvy never crossed my mind I, mm. I have i don't think about that um consciously anyway i didn't think about my gums or my teeth Mm-hmm. Um, or sailors, and I, but the, just the general symptoms of cold or flu, that's where I, my mind went. Now, I didn't realize that it acted as an antihistamine or think about it relieving those symptoms because of or the, the need or the use of antihistamines to help that. But that's interesting that it does provide that as well as. That's so interesting that you think about, about it as an antihistamine effect, but you don't think about it from a scurvy effect. In fact, like, uh, research, this is back in like the 1600s, uh, mm-hmm. 1500s, 1600s, sailing across the Atlantic was like a, uh, becoming a much more common thing with European countries. Yeah. And I forget this, uh, the book that we read in school. It's a really cool book. So essentially, um, if it wasn't for scurvy, we could have lost the Revolutionary War. And, and the reason was the Europeans who were sailing from, you know, uh, London, England, okay. or from Wales, over to America to fight us, they they would go with you know they'd end up with vitamin C yeah deficiencies. they're coming off they're coming off a voyage across the ocean to fight people that are living here that's right and there thriving. was uh, a surgeon at the time surgeons were not did not have a high status in the medical medical community and at the time you know to treat scurvy people were using like mercury and cyanide and stuff like that 
Just crazy, <laughs> crazy shit. That's what the that was the medical standard of the well, day. No wonder they weren't high on the oh list of people you wanted to see. Yeah, it was you know I mean anyway. So this surgeon who's a part of, on the board, he conducts like the I want to say it was one of the first ever random clinical like trials. Like he yeah. was actually applying the scientific method and doing research on the ship, which he never got credit for until today. Like. He was on the low totem pole of medical school of the of the of medicine as a surgeon, and he basically separated sailors into groups: ones that received mercury, ones that received cyanide, ones that received a control. What the control was was like like limes, and what he noticed was uh, the people that had the limes got better, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's like, "Hmm, well, lime. There must be something in lime." that treats that takes care of the scurvy had no idea it was vitamin c and so at the at that time he was advocating to just take piles and piles and piles of of lime and that's why sailors were called limies okay didn't know that either didn't th- well this is an important part oh oh wait right. a minute a limey like a limey bastard uh, i don't know and they just because re- i've heard that, that term. thing but the and whole- it sounds like i think i heard it from a pirate but the <laughs> like, are you limey bastard? I might have thought it was blimey, blimey. Yeah, I could maybe see that's that. more of a British thing. I don't know. I can't yeah. really understand them anyway. But the point is, um, is that this surgeon showed in the historical documents that lime was essential for one's health, okay. for one's collagen to prevent scurvy. Yeah, and he never really proved that it was vitamin c no nobody ever understood that until like around the 40s and the 50s and 1900s mm-hmm. but what at that point in time he was able even though he's kind of scoffed at it first he was able to convince medicine to allow sailors to take citrus uh fruits with them or concentrated ales or um juices in their yeti coolers on their yeti coolers to travel across the Atlantic in order to colonize the Americas or to fight in a revolutionary war. And the idea is that they've lost far more sailors due to scurvy. Um, and what outcome that would have had on the war, who knows, but Ooh. it may have contributed. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, we're fighting here. Anyway, anyway, so uh, the, the bottom line is that uh, vitamin C is used for collagen to help block infection. Uh, so if we talk about it for, as an antioxidant, though, we need to talk about it as it's circulating through the bloodstream, it's circulating in the extracellular matrix where, you know, water travels, essentially, because mm. it's water-soluble. It's going to have a hard time getting into cell- cells because it doesn't have that lipid that lipid barrier. It has to, you know, it doesn't have a transporter to push it in. Okay. And that lipid membrane is going to kind of, like, prevent that from coming in. So, but anyway, as it's circulating throughout the bloodstream, it's going to, if it comes across a free radical quote-unquote free radical, otherwise known as a reactive oxygen species. Mm-hmm. So remember we talked about this. You um, you breathe in an infection or you exercise and you damage a cell. Yeah. You have a reactogen yeah. oxygen spe- <clears throat> species or a free radical because you ate something bad that starts to damage the membranes of your tissues because it's stealing electrons from those membranes and it leads to cell death and it just keeps going keeps like a domino effect well vitamin c as it circulates when it comes across that free radical kills it right away 
it kills it because it gives it electron. It, it donates an electron to it, and so it saves everything and okay. gets rid of that free action, that free radical, and which then means that it, it, it prevents the damaging of the cell membranes and allows your cells to live. It uh, because it has a higher concentration in your neutrophils. The neutrophils and their way of attacking like a foreign invader is through what's called chemotaxis. So it releases like a, a host of, of, of um, chemicals that uh, within it, and it basically eats away at that foreign invader, like a, that bacteria or that virus. Um, so it just basically destroys it through a, 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 through chemistry. And the, the vitamin C allows for that because it has an increased concentration in the neutrophil. It will maintain and neutralize free radicals formed within the immune cells. So your immune cells, this is really kind of like blew my mind. Your immune cells, from your, in the innate immunity as well as the adaptive immunity, they will purposely make oxidative agents or free radicals or reactive oxygen species like hydrogen peroxide to kill a foreign invader. Hmm. So our, uh, yeah, I'm taking like, That's huge. I, I didn't need to run out and inject myself with hydrogen peroxide after Donald Trump told us <laughs> that we should do that. I think you got it wrong. I think he was saying bleach. Yeah. Or, or I thought maybe Lysol even. Yeah. Um, oh, that's why the, that's why there was an empty bottle on your uh, counter. You saw that? Oh, you had it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I put that away. No, literally, I told you I was I was rucking with that that vest, which was uh, kind of. I picked it up. From, I picked up those tires, those giant tires, and a vest came with it. So, I dude's like, I'll take these tires and I'll give you the vest too. I put the vest on, and things smelled terrible. I'm mm -hmm. walking around the neighborhood like this thing smells like horrible. Well, you're, you're the only one smelling it though. So, well, of course, yeah, because I'm wearing it. I'm the only one wearing it. Yeah, but it's like it's like straight like this thing has been sweat in and is gross, and I'm wearing it. And, um, so I came home and I, I grabbed the Lysol, I sprayed the whole thing down. I, I turned, I set the Lysol down on the table next to the weight bench, mm -hmm. took a step and stopped. I'm like, wait a minute. Why did I just set it down right there? I need to put this back where I got it under the sink, put it away. So it's not just sitting out of my, in my area. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me that I, I must've left it out there, I guess. Oh, well, no, I'm I just fucking with you. Okay. I'm just giving you our time because, you know, I can see you shooting up with some Lysol. Like, no, oh, it's, I, I, I use that. I, I nebulize it. Just, yeah. it's, already, it's already aerosol, so it's easy. Just Oh, I see. I see. I hate, I, <laughs> what do you do if you're eating clean? That's that's another question. <laughs> what are you doing to that? Yeah, I Lysol my lettuce before I eat it, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Use a little bit of duster on your cabbage, yeah. you know. To yeah. clean it no, up. seriously though, the some of the food, some of the vegetables, like I started getting lately. Um, just I'm having them shipped to the house now. All the leftover or all the unwanted vegetables that that are too ugly to go to the supermarket. Mm -hmm. Send them here. Yeah. They're cheap. Um, I open this box up and I like the 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 spinach was dirty. And we've talked about you know the dirt and the and just yeah. the, the earth and I'm like, all right, well I ain't gonna wash that. So I saved it and ate it in a salad, and I'm like literally oh, crunching gross. dirt. Yeah, it was a little too much. And that's why you feel um, good, though. Yeah, maybe, Ugh. maybe I don't know, but um, could it? Yeah, it, yes, it was. There, like, all you right, you I'll, do I'll, know that there are things like bacteria, virus, protozoa. Listen, there's parasites. <laughs> there's there may be, but. Not in here. You're it, saying it, ain't nothing wrong happens, with getting whatever strong. happens between uh, outside and inside. From, from yeah, it my body zaps it. You're preparing it. Like You're I honestly, no, I can't remember ever having like 
um, what is it, like food, um, food oh, poisoning? Food poisoning, yeah. Not, never do I feel sick after eating. Oh, good for you. Anything. Don't jinx yourself, though. You're yeah, still well, young. Yeah, knock, knock on that on that wood there, but still well, young. I mean, 40's coming. Yeah. It's young-ish, yeah. but it ain't 20. You know, when I was a kid, uh, I mean, 40 was old, man. Yeah, but I mean, at what age do we consider, like, time or age catching up with us? At what age are we not, what age are we still young? Yeah. When are we not still young that we assume our body's going to take care of you until you're this age? Yeah, you're talking to the wrong person. I'm an idealist. Uh, I'm idealistic about it. So I like. Well, so am I. I don't me, think there should be an age that we that our body doesn't take care of ourselves. I agree. I still feel like I'm 20. Yeah, and, you know, 40s right around the corner, and I'm like, uh, something wrong with me because I don't feel like I. You would think a 40 year old would feel like I don't make that noise when I sit down. Like, oh, I can recognize some of the changes. Mm -hmm. I make that noise sometimes. Do you? Uh, getting down or getting up? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, uh, but also, like we had talked about the other day, um, staying up late. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, like uh, maybe like, it's like a hangover, but it yeah. lasts for several days. Yeah. It takes a few days for me to get back or recover from being up till 2 a.m. I don't think that's recovery. I just think that you know what it feels like to get to sleep. You know, and feel awesome when you get good sleep versus perhaps not getting the sleep. When you're young, always just being going. just, you know, strung out and tired. Yeah. Operating off of two and three hours of sleep. Well, when you're young, you're just partying, man. You don't have time to sleep. So you don't even realize how crappy you feel until you're 40 and you're starting to get some sleep. Mm. That's how I feel. Right. Anyway, let's get back. Uh, I know people are kind of antsy about this uh, vitamin C stuff. So, yes, it will protect the, uh, it will, it'll help maintain and uh, neutralize free radicals uh, within your bloodstream, but it also helps protect your immune cells um, from those react from those free radicals that they themselves create to destroy foreign particles, which is awesome. It maintains the homeostasis within your immune cells, meaning the balance, right? Um, it helps with what's called neutrophil apoptosis or apoptosis okay i know there's an argument between apoptosis and apoptosis but is there a silent letter in there i guess so i don't know i always call it apoptosis but there's other providers that say ah no, you're not supposed to say it like that you know i, I for how do you reason, spell it or no i'm sorry ptosis they call it ptosis like, without yeah, the p ptosis that, that's what i was saying the ptosis yeah. i thought was the where the a is there an a no, it's an a it's a p o p t o s i s and so a lot of people say don't say the the a don't say apoptosis it's supposed to be ptosis do some people say ptosis i guess ignoring I the know. first two letters i don't know it's it's i don't know man it's what does it mean let's get what does it mean I don't it, even, it just means cell death cell death every okay. every cell has a, a program in it that when it gets to like end of life or it gets to where it's been infected badly mm. it will it'll click on this program to kill itself and this is where cancer comes in sometimes because sometimes it doesn't recognize that signal or that program. It says, oh, I ain't fucking killing override. myself. Override. Yeah. Exactly. Override. Over. You know, manual. And they they don't kill themselves and then they just go rogue and so start to multiply. Cancer may almost be like cellular AI yeah. in the body. Yeah. Oh, the body said, go. listen, kill yourself now, right. cancer. And that cancer says, I'm not doing that. I don't think so. That's not in my best interest. Right. I got this guy over here. I got this guy over here. 
We're going to grab some more buddies, that's and right. we're going to kill you. So so that's the point, though, is that when the neutrophil comes in and it releases these uh, chemicals to kill the foreign invader, and it grabs that foreign invader, it's got to kill itself. It, it's It's been destroyed. It's been harmed. The, the chemicals are within its cell membrane, so it literally sheds its cell membrane and opens up. So it's already basically dead or dying so there's a program in there for that neutrophil to, to basically kill itself the rest of the way the other portion of that is that the macrophages which are completely other immune cell another immune cell will come in and swallow up that neutrophil and get rid of it because you just got to get rid of the dying cells you can't keep them around can't keep the dead bodies there and especially if they've been like uh used to basically combat like a foreign invader like bacteria or, vi- or a virus okay. so it helps with that. It, it clears the neutrophils, again, by activating the macrophages uh, at those sites of infection. So it doesn't, like, wait around for the neutrophil to come back to, like, base. It Macrophages show up. Say, okay, you did your job. Great job. I know you're hurting. And, out, and they go, gulp. Gotcha. And they eat them, Good. essentially, and destroy them. Good. Um, it also is an antioxidant to your leukocytes and your lymphocytes. The lymphocytes are the ones that are in your adaptive immune system. So it, it basically protects them and keeps them from breaking down. Strap them up. Now, we talked about this number of times that every part of your body does more than one thing. So even though vitamin C is uh, used as an antioxidant, it is also used as a, as a way to regenerate antioxidants that have already been used within your body. Okay, so we have a water-soluble antioxidant. Hmm. We also have a fat-soluble antioxidant and vitamin E. But when vitamin E has been used, it's missing an electron. Vitamin C will give it an electron, which will revitalize it. And so now it's good to go. All and right. it can work again. All right. Okay. Teamwork. But, that's right. Teamwork. And it, it's not just vitamin E, but it also works by rejuvenating glutathione. Which is okay. huge. We're finding more and more extremely, uh, a lot of evidence that glutathione is essential for immunity, for immune health, especially when you're talking about um, autoimmune diseases. That came back to vitamin B, right? That came, well, that's a part of vitamin okay. B. Yeah, yeah. But, but glutathione, if you don't have enough glutathione, then it's easier for your immune system to be suppressed and for you to mm-hmm. get sick. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, a, it's an antioxidant. And vitamin C will rejuvenate that. <clears throat> It will also rejuvenate lipoic acid. I'm sorry, I apologize. That doesn't rejuvenate lipoic acid. It works with vitamin E, lipoic acid, zinc, and selenium, which are also important antioxidants, okay, to to basically make components for antioxidant enzymes that protect you against oxidation. So it's an antioxidant in itself. Mm -hmm. Then it rejuvenates other antioxidants. Then it works with other nutrients, which are other antioxidants, to make antioxidant enzymes to protect you against oxidation. Uh, don't uh, let's not let this information get to that AI or future mechanical body that we're working on. Because if they get a hold of that and they can start to antioxidize or, or deoxidize themselves, their metal, then we're screwed. We're screwed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I mean, how badass is that, man? I mean, your body is so smart. It's just, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's the most advanced thing in you know, our, the known universe. I'm going to say the known universe. because Well, and this goes back to what we talked about before and before and before, where nutrients don't work by themselves right. just, by, you know, just right. because they work as a team. 
to do a number of other things. So we're just talking about vitamin E, we're talking about selenium and zinc, and we're talking about lipoic acid. It also works with iron and copper to make other enzymes for your immunity. This is new. This is newly discovered. We are finding new enzymes that help you in your immune in your immune system to combat, you know, d conditions, diseases, and sicknesses. And it works with your iron and copper to do that. And here's what's cool: if you have vitamin C when you're eating like a steak or something like that, it increases your ability to absorb iron. Oh, yeah. So if okay. you're low on iron, vitamin C will help you increase your absorption of iron. Okay. All right. Ain't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> it's badass, man. All right. So the other thing that it does is it regulates your epigenetics for your immune system, for your immune cells and regulating them. So it does this by increasing the, the, the immune cells proliferation. So it's ability to make itself. It increases their function and it increases their ability to mobilize. It does this particularly to neutrophils, monocytes, and phagocytes. Okay. And in doing that, it has a role in the production, the differentiation, and the proliferation of T-cells into cytotoxic T-cells. Okay. <laughs> what what tell, does it all mean, me. Basil? So, yes, yes. <laughs> tell, tell me more. Do tell me more well, but, it, about what that is. So basically, it's helping your uh, immune system, your innate immune system, and the neutrophils, monocytes, and the phagocytes to, to make new ones, mm -hmm. to function better okay. and well, okay, and to move to where they need to go, to okay. mobilize themselves. It puts them right. on alert. And then it helps the adaptive immune system by helping the, the T cells uh, create more T cells, differentiate and, and produce cytotoxic T cells. There's different types of T cells. One of them being that we talked about in your gut was Treg cells. The border agents, the cytotoxic T cells are similar in the fact that they, when they come across like an, an antigen, in other words known as a foreign invader or a bacteria or whatnot, it's going to release chemicals that are, that are toxic to that cell. In other words, so they're going to basically poison it to kill it. All right, and this is your adaptive immune system. So this is the immune system that learns as it goes. Okay, yeah. This yeah. is your immune system that gets better because you ate dirt. Good. Okay, so it increases your uh, your B cells uh, production. So the B cells are another part of your adaptive immunity, and they they get stronger and they start to to produce more of them mm -hmm. with vitamin C. It then also creates uh, or allows for an increase in interferon neuron uh, production which are also used to help fight viruses and, and bacteria. Okay. It increase, we said it increases macrophages, which means for the innate immune system, it increases its ability to eat other things like dying cells, viruses, bacteria, protozoa, parasites, anything that's not good for you. It decreases the antigens uh, by killing them. And then it increases your anti, the, the um, macrophages, antimicrobial actions. Okay, so it's scrubbing your body, and then it increases the oxidative production for from the immune system to fight infections. All right, it works in the innate immune system by increasing your natural killer cells, and by doing that, increases the natural killer cell activity, so it can fight against foreign invaders and its ability to eat other foreign invaders or dying cells, and its ability to kill cells through chemotaxis. It then, I said earlier, it increases beta cells, which is a part of your adaptive immune system, which means that you are going to have increased production of antibodies. 
okay? It's going to increase the immunoglobulin M's, the immunoglobulin G's, the immunoglobulin A's, which are like antibodies to bacteria and to all sorts of infections. Remember, the IgA, the immunoglobulin A, is what hangs out in the mucosal lining of your nose and your throat and your lungs and your GI tract, okay? It increases plasma cell pr uh, production as well. All right. It also increases your T cells, which is another part of your adaptive immune system. And in doing so, that increases interleukin-2, which is another, uh, uh, another form of protection against foreign invaders. It increases the cyto cytotoxic activity of those T cells, and it polarizes them, the T helper uh, cells. So it just wakes them up, makes them bigger, better, bigger, better, stronger, more badass. It basically mm -hmm. equips them with AK-47s, grenades, mm -hmm. you know, Glocks, and you know, and gives them a game rocket plan. launchers, huh? And gives them a game plan. And gives them a game plan. Gives them their orders and, and tells orders. them, hey, you're going this way. Yeah, you know, we're going to the south towards this. It helps white blood cells migrate to the sites that are infected. So it helps them understand where they're going to go and when to go. So it does that. It controls, and this is the cool part, after it does all that, it then controls the immune system from reacting excessively against a possible infection okay. or inflammation. Yeah. So why, why is that important? COVID-19, cytokine storm. The immune system is overactive or acting excessively. This helps control that, which is why they're using it in COVID-19 to help people who have COVID-19 not get that cytokine storm. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's more. It decreases the infections. We'll talk about the bacterial. It decreases bacterial infections. In particular, it decreases your ability, your your chances of a lower respiratory tract infection, like pneumonia. Okay. So it decreases the duration and the symptoms of a common cold and, and the flu. So you may have it. It decreases mm -hmm. everything that comes along with it. It decreases the symptoms in the, of pneumonia, but it's also used, can be used, they think, as a preventative to catching those as well um, for the number of reasons that we just talked about. If you yeah. strengthen your immune system, it'll fight off that infection before that infection actually gets rapid and starts to bother you. Uh, they use it, and this is what's really cool. They, they've been experimenting with intravenous vitamin C. So they've been pumping people with high doses. When I say high doses, I mean like 500 milligrams of vitamin C daily. And they do that to treat to help treat what's called ARDS, acute respiratory distress syndrome. Okay. Okay. Remember infection of the of the lungs. Right. Right. Sepsis. Uh huh. Okay. Which is just uh, a, syst a systemic infection, infection that's circulating through your bloodstream mm -hmm. that's going to cause multi organ failure and death, and then also septic shock. All right. In doing so, they have found that they've been able to decrease uh, th those patients' mortality, meaning that they don't die as often right. or soon, and they decrease their length of stay in the hospital. So they, didn't need, they don't have to stay as long to be cared for. Um, aside from treating the, the bacteria, it also fights viruses. Okay, Again, going back to COVID-19, but other viruses as well, like the flu, it decreases the viral load, and it does that because it creates antiviral, it helps increase antiviral cytokines. And it controls the free radicals or the reactive oxygen species that are formed by the immune system. That's how it does it. Hmm. Now, it would be, a, do you have any, anything to add to that or anything? Or are you kind of like... I'm, I'm trying to absorb it all in. Um, 
So just yeah, I got nothing to add right now. You're like you're uh, like this is this is cool. It does all this shit. Yeah, uh, my mind. I mean, my mind. I'm still picking up pieces from my mind explosion. Oh, from earlier. Ago. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. So the the newest form of treatment. So they've been doing intravenous uh, vitamin C for a little while now since they okay. discovered it. I probably would say maybe five ten years. Um, because they found it to be so helpful in sepsis. See, I would have thought that this might have been too much. Like, that might have been too much vitamin C all at one time, over and over and over. Um, But I guess it's been great. Yeah, and they haven't really found that uh, side effects, uh, harmful side effects. Okay. And remember, it's water-soluble, which means that it's easier for your body to, like, piss it out, to get rid of it. So if you get too much of it, you can... For the most part, unless you have some renal disease, um, and it, it might be harmful on your kidneys if you have some kidney issues, but for the most part, you can just get rid of it, okay? You just okay. leak it out. Uh, but what they've also done, uh, X, is that they've used it with hydrocodone and thiamine. Remember thiamine? Vitamin B. Vitamin B. Vitamin yeah. B1, exactly. Yep. They use those three in combination to treat people with sepsis, but also recently for COVID-19. Okay. And it has decreased the death from both of those. Okay. Yeah. So I remember speaking to a doctor in the, in the middle of the height of the crisis, I think, um, uh, whatever the timeline was, it was bad. And that's what the doctor was telling me was we're using vitamins, vitamins. Yeah. We're using B, D, C, vitamins. I'm like, oh, good. Those are, I, I use all those, I get all those vitamins. Why aren't we telling people this though? I don't know. Why aren't we like. Because people like cookies. Oh, man. And candy. But our, I just don't get it, man. I don't understand why our CDC, why our NIH, why um, our, our general surgeon, why, why these people in these high offices don't come out and say, listen, we have a vaccine. That's great. But yep. here are some other things you can do to improve upon the vaccination as mm-hmm. well as your health, the totality of your health. Take some vitamins or more. The more, I, this is, I think, part of what it is. The more people know, the less they will depend or need to depend on these organizations. I think that the relationship between the people and the government is not, it's not a very well working relationship. I mean, What's well, getting worse? The government wants people to depend on them. They, they want people to depend on them so they're not, they're, they don't give all the information, the necessary information to let people. To, to educate people in an order that they can manage all on their on their own. And and people shouldn't necessarily have to just be able to do it all by themselves. These organizations should be there to help to, to learn, to do the research, to figure it out, spread the information so that the people can take the information and apply it. But but now you're going now we're starting to go down. I agree with you, but we're starting to go down conspiracy cove. Well, and, and maybe, maybe, and, and or is it, is it even, the but more that at, comes out, the less it's like, is it conspiracy or, or, oh, no, is this, I mean, and it, it seems like reality and you see people, like yeah. people do not trust their government at all today. They don't trust the media. They don't trust anything. So what's going to happen? They're going to eventually revolt. Yep. And then they're going to be like, well, why didn't we just tell them the truth? Why didn't we just empower them? Mm. Why couldn't they? Why couldn't we have just told them they can help themselves? There's another side to it, though, and that's that is the people side. Um, and we've talked about this before. We as people don't do enough uh, yeah. for ourselves. That's right. We don't almost like uh, we don't 
Part of it is lack is the lack of education, but the other part is the like not using the education. Don't yeah. don't want don't know don't care don't need to know why. Just tell me. Well, that's what you just said. We're soft. We're entitled and apathetic. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, come on. Like you said, we were talking earlier about muscle cars. You know, like if you want, if you're a man, if you have any ounce of manliness, you know how to work on your car a bit. Yeah. You know how to do the basic things. We might you, get in trouble for that. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but but it's true though. Uh, what I said was, it's true. you know, the, I think that you're a, a more manly man if you know how to work on your own car. That's right. And if I you can't change that. a fucking flat, then you're not a man. Mm. If you don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> Give me a break. I, I, but, oh man, that's, but, a, that's a thin line these days. But yeah, um, well, yeah you, should. you should. I mean, all people should know how to change a tire. I agree. And there, and there's a difference between knowing how to do it, wanting to do it, and then just getting somebody else to do it. But here's the, here's the deal. If you don't people, want to do it and you can get somebody else to do it, that's fine. People need to be self-reliant. Mm-hmm. They need to have oh, self-resilience. Yeah. And they need to persist and persevere against any and all things. They, they, yeah. You can't count on somebody else to help you. And this is an example. If you're taking care of yourself, then you're less likely to get sick. That's yeah. what we're telling. That's what we're telling people. Yeah. But but God damn it, man. You can at least eat an orange while changing your oil. I would, I would recommend an apple for changing the oil because it's got its own protective skin on there. Is that collagen, by the way, that surrounds the apple? No. No, okay. that's, that's not, no, not, not at all. not collagen um, keratin keratin uh, uh, is that a keratin surrounding what about the orange peel what's that made of Uh, that no that's uh, a fiber fiber. Mm -hmm. okay yeah should have known that yeah I I just had to talk myself through it you're Um, you're going down you know macho man alley right now you know (laughs) and you're you're just coming up with a bunch of shit on your brain but (laughs) <laughs> it's spinning around in there. It's spinning around. It's like a Tasmanian devil inside Ooh, of my yeah. head right now. Right. Exactly. Oh man. Speaking um, of which, but anyway, the, the it's point- hard. It's hard. Like some of these things and concepts are hard. There's a lot of information. Like there, what we've talked about so far already. Like I said, yeah, mind was blown. I'm picking up the pieces. We're moving on. There's a lot more um, to know and or to to at least understand or not understand, but to apply and just and really. It sounds hard. It seems hard, but it's just habit. But, you know, going back, like, you don't need to know the science. Like, I- I'm telling you the science. I'm telling yeah. you the why. You don't need to know the the, the nuances and the science. Right. You just need to, you should know from your yourself, processed foods, not so good. Mm-hmm. Real foods are good. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you want to eat some fruits and vegetables and have some meats. Yeah. There's a reason. You want to be healthy. And I get it. I, I, I'm the first one to say, I think that it's the fault of our society and the fault of our culture that fails people in being healthy. I don't blame it on the individual. I blame it on those two things, society and culture. But that's a, that's a rant for another time. Um, but anyway, so I also wanted to speak to, did you know that vitamin C helps with uh, recovery from exercise? Um... I would have just said, of course. Of course. Of course it does. Yeah, sure, you would be right. They all do. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, that's an easy blanket statement, a blanket answer, though. So remember, we talked about on, our, on one of our podcasts when we talked about the open window concept. Mm. And for those that mm-hmm. didn't see that, it's basically the concept that when I exercise, there's a lot of lactic acid released, nitrous oxide that's released, a lot of uh, carbon uh, dioxide that's released, which basically makes my environment acidic, and therefore I get sore. Uh-uh. 
they're finding that it's not really the, the case anymore. Mm -hmm. That really what happens is you're exercising, you're doing a lot of physical activity, you're breaking your body down, which is uh, releasing inflammation. You're, you're basically causing inflammation because it's the second stage of tissue healing. Um, and that inflammation is what causes you to get sore. Uh, you know, and, and so when we talk about vitamin C, that's how it helps you with exercise recovery is that it helps deep, uh, suppress pro-inflammatory cytokines and it helps speed the recovery of the oxidative stress. That's it. Okay. So that's what it does. Now, I think that's about it. That's all we have. There's a lot of information there. But now we should talk about if well, you're deficient. Before, just real quick, to okay. talk what you just said, I just want to kind of wrap my mind around that. Instead of like uh, when I'm thinking anti-inflammatory means, oh, there's inflammation, get it out of there, clear it out, use the ice, use the uh, ibuprofen or whatever anti-inflammatory or vitamins, vitamin whatever's mm -hmm. to get it out of there. But instead of getting it out of there, maybe it's not flush, get the inflammation to go away, but get that process to speed up to heal faster. If it heals yeah. faster, the inflammation gets less because it's less needed and it's less painful, less less bothersome or, or, or um, sore, and then then you're stronger, then it's better. Well, that's what we, that's what we do in our line of work. We're trying to facilitate tissue healing. Yeah, we're trying to facilitate functional return and and, and recovery. We're not there to stop it. We're not right. there to to cause it. We're there to help facilitate it so that's what this does it okay and remember we talked about sometimes your immune system will excessively react to what you've been exposed to or what you're going through and so what that's saying mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. it's going to speed the recovery and it's going to calm down the or or, or prevent the excessive reaction of right. pro-inflammatory cytokines okay. again the same concept when you're talking about COVID-19 people who suffer from a cytokine storm certain cytokines cause inflammation certain cytokines are anti-inflammation the ones that cause a cytokine storm are your pro-inflammatory cytokines they're the ones it's like a, a, a very drastic uh, um immuno uh um oh, what am i looking for here uh immune reaction okay it's it's one of the things that people with like psoriatic arthritis develop or crohn's and it's it's a um it's a condition in which you know your immune system is thinking something's going on mm -hmm. worse than it really is so it's reacting but it's going to react it's overly reacting okay and so vitamin c is going to help calm that down a little bit it doesn't prevent it because you've you've got to have some of that inflammation yeah. in order to heal it just kind of calms it down, it keeps it in check, keeps okay. it in balance or homeostasis. That's cool. All right. So when it comes to, to uh, a deficiency, if you're deficient in vitamin C, what do you think? Sick all the time. Sick all the time. Yeah. Got a crappy immune system. Uh, what about the uh, idea of uh, collagen? Uh, well, weak skin, probably, um, scurvy, scurvy. I would yeah. say, you know, maybe sores, just, you know, sickly looking at pale, maybe pale, yeah. more pale, less color, uh, dr dried out or dehydrated. Well, just decrease, or, you're going to have decreased collagen synthesis. So it's going to be harder to mm -hmm. heal and you're going to have weaker bonds. Okay. The collagen's going to be weaker. Yeah. So it's going to increase permeability. Well, <laughs> I just wanted to say that word. You just, I thought you just it, wanted to say it. Is it cool stuff word? Will get through your skin easier, or <laughs> not necessarily? No. Just a weaker okay. Well, I mean, you could. It, it's going to be more brittle, more easier to injure. Okay, so okay. easier to tear or open up, and then right. once it's open, then things can get in. Right. Right. 
Um, so again, yeah, it decreases your chances for healing. Uh, it also decreases, uh, this is something we haven't talked about, and we don't necessarily need to, but vitamin C is responsible or partly responsible for uh, developing oxidizing enzymes, which are used in metabolizing certain drugs, medications, okay? okay? So if you're deficient, you're going to have less oxidative enzymes, and therefore your drug metabolism will be decreased, mm. which means that the medication won't be as helpful as one may think. Okay. All right. The other thing is that, yeah, after all that, when it, you know, the bottom line, the uh, overarching theme is that you'll have an increased risk and impact of infection. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, so being sick. All right. Uh, you want to name sources for vitamin C? You got some off the top of your head, I'm pretty sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, oranges. Uh, I yeah I don't know Uh, that was the first one that came to mind oranges tomatoes cabbage spinach spinach spinach, spinach, yeah yeah how about um, how about kale is it in kale Uh, I think so or collard greens Mm, I'm not sure if it's in collard greens I'd have to look that up okay Uh, I love uh, collard greens but uh, I like them green peas Peas. berries berries okay very rich in berries dark berries yes okay all your berries antioxidants. Well, the vitamin C is an antioxidant. Yes. Yes. So, yes, all your berries. It's in your peppers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in peppers. Your, it's in any citrus fruit, and it's in your cantaloupe. Okay? Cantaloupe? Cantaloupe. What and about watermelon? The cool thing. It's also, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, or it might be a little bit, but I'm not fully sure. I have to look that up. Um, it's also present within organ meats. Ooh, those those. Organ meats resurface yeah. again. Well, it goes back to... I've had zero organ meat since our last organ meat conversation. Oh, really? Unfortunately. Yeah. Or, organ meats are very high, in, or not very high, but they do have mm-hmm. adequate amounts of vitamin C. And the and other B. problem, too, is that vitamin C uh, competes. There's, a, there's a, a competition between glucose, salt, water, and vitamin C. And so the more sugar you take, the more vitamin C you need. Mm. We don't necessarily fully understand that mechanism. But you need more. And the reason that some think that is that because sugar feeds infections, we have good bacteria and bad bacteria in our body. And if you're feeding them, they can go rogue, and the vitamin C is needed to counteract that. And this is where the, the carnivore diet comes in and say, well, if I don't have any sugar, mm-hmm. then I don't need as much vitamin C. It can really just lend itself to other important tasks as apart from keeping those infections at bay that I've allowed to go rampant because of my sugar intake. But it can work on other things like the collagen synthesis and the uh, the the immune system development and things like that. So okay. it's kind yeah. of uh, contentious. It sounds like between uh, plant strong mm-hmm. uh, advocates, vegans, as well as uh, uh, carnivores. But the bottom line is that there is meat does have, um, especially the organ meats, does have some vitamin C, just not as not as high as in berries or citrus. That's good. That's good. It's right. oh, a struggle. So. If you are a child, you're going to require anywhere from 15 to 50 milligrams a day of uh, vitamin C. And that, that basically goes from like the age of 0 to 8, okay? And, and actually, it's more like 0 to, to like uh, 15. I don't suppose they're getting that from their high C punch. Well, they may have, they, they probably put that in there. They probably I'm thinking it. the name high C yeah. punch. Just drop it in. Which just drop it in yeah. to make you think that you're getting it, 
Yeah, as well as a number of other things, like the processed sugar that we talked about. Right, probably more sugar in there that would negate the quote-unquote natural Natural flavors. flavors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, You know, the natural flavor of raspberry, which is, you know, an excretion (laughs) of... of, uh, Beaver. Beaver, yeah, next to their Beaver anal glands. Yes, exactly. Or beaver butt. That's the natural flavor I want. Mm. Is that why when you give somebody a raspberry, it sounds like beaver fartings? Is that right? I don't know. (laughs) Yes. Is that why their anus is puckered? Perhaps. I wouldn't know. know. Let's move on. Okay. No more butt talk. Nobody's going to like the butt talk. Yeah. All right. So if you're uh, a woman or a man or child or a trans child or whatever, if you're a child. Undecided. If you're an undecided child. Regardless of gender, you're going to require 15 to 50 milligrams of vitamin C. A day. Great. Okay? A day. If you are an adult man, you're going to require 90 milligrams of vitamin C a day. Okay. Okay. If you're an adult woman, you're going to require 75 milligrams of vitamin C a day. All right. And then if you're a pregnant woman, you require 85 milligrams of vitamin C. And if you're lactating, you need 120 milligrams of vitamin Mm. C a day. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You're pushing that shit through your kid. You're getting your kid. Your kid's getting that. So it's important. I have a friend just had a baby and then immediately got COVID, had COVID. So uh, I I don't know. It's like, hey. Got to get her on vitamin C, it sounds like. Vitamin C. And I don't know what the vitamin vitamin was. Um, The the diet, I don't think was terrible. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember when she's pregnant and she's lactating, she's going to require more nutrients, not only to feed herself, but to feed the children. Two people, two bodies. Exactly right. Um, plus all that growth and development. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's jacked up. That's why those, that's why those, uh, those, um, pregnancy pills are like horse pills. They're gigantic. You know? Yeah. That's the ones you take. Um, the pregnancy pills. Yeah. 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 No, I don't know. You well, don't take those no, things? Well, no, my vitamins are pretty big. Are they? Um, yeah. The, the multivitamins. I mean, they're big capsule looking things or gel. They're like tabs, gel tabs. Um, mm. Well, we got to talk about that down the road too. Is like all these processed and artificial vitamins and minerals or yeah. other nutrients. What does it do to your liver? We're going to have to bring it back kidney? around. Yeah, yeah. We're going to bring it back around to the, the supplement the supplement vitamins. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier about the the, the collagen supplements. Right. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people using a collagen supplement, drink, or pills, or whatever to to get collagen in their systems. Well, the question is: if you're taking the collagen. If it's not being degraded by your stomach mm-hmm. and by the intestines, mm-hmm. and then if it's absorbed into your system, and then it's circulate, the liver says, "Okay, you're free to circulate around the, the the body through you know your blood supply." Does the tissue that require it need it? Okay, and or get it, and and is it? Yeah, well, I mean that's what I'm saying. It's circulating okay. through the blood, and when it gets there, if it wants it, does it take it up? Does it absorb it? Grab it and use it. And so it goes back to what we talked about before. How do you stimulate your body to heal? Well, you have to apply certain things. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, the best way to stimulate your body to heal from whatever it is, is through activity. Mm -hmm. If you're not stimulating your body to to heal, it doesn't feel like it needs the nutrient. If it doesn't feel like it needs the nutrient, it won't take in the nutrient. If it doesn't take in the nutrient, then it just circulates in your bloodstream and then eventually is released to your kidneys or your, your asshole. 
Okay. So body will do a quick check. All right, what did we do yesterday? What did we do this week? Did yeah. we get up and move around? Did we go for a walk, a run, a ride, a bike? Did we go out to any stores? Did we do anything? No. All right. What did we do? Just laid around, watched TV, laid in bed. And, and, uh, and didn't do much of anything, so we don't really need to get rid of it. And that's if all things go well. I mean, yeah. that's not to, not, to, not to say that, okay, maybe you have Crohn's, and so you have uh, less likely to absorb that nutrient anyway. Hmm. Okay, so like, there's so many different factors. So it's not a bad yeah. idea. The theory sounds feasible. Yeah, but in practice, it's not. It hasn't been shown to be as evident as we thought it would be. Okay. That being said, though, I don't think there's anything wrong with having introducing collagen to your body. Yeah. I'm a big proponent for natural bone broth. Yeah. For a number of reasons, uh, partly because if you're making that natural bone broth and you're doing it with spinach, you're going to drink that broth, which means you're going to get the seed, you're going to get some collagen, all right? You're going to get some meat with it too, most likely. So now you got protein, you got some fat, you got some collagen, you got the vitamin C, you got some iron, you got some copper, you got some zinc, you got like some selenium. All-around uh, all healthy yeah. soup. Now you're good to go. And like those are just real, what? The real body armor. That's right. And that's just two things, right? Meat, bone, I mean, meat with the bone. Yeah. With some spinach. Yeah. Does a world of Bone in meat and spinach. Mm. That's right. The problem is nowadays people get their soup through canned soup, mm. which you don't know how they're processing it. And nobody tends to cook soup with, with, uh, uh, um, takes time. Bone and meat. Yeah. I mean, just to cook your soup alone takes time. I know. It takes a lot of time. Um, but that, those are discussions that we can have down the road. The, the bottom line is if you're getting these nutrients and you're getting together, hopefully you're getting them yeah. naturally. It does your body a world of good. Yeah. And we're just going down. We're just chipping away at that ice block, that, that iceberg, helping people understand why vitamin C works well. But if you don't have selenium and zinc and iron, if you don't have vitamin E, then you're, it's only going to be able to do a fraction of what we just talked right. about. Right. That's the yeah, bottom one line. wall of the house. Which That's right. Ain't stopping shit. That's right. And so, and then you know, let's let's get after it, man. Let's you know, as a as a whole, as a society, let's help each other and let's get after it. Let's take care of one another and do better for ourselves. Love it. Boom. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Are you good? I'm okay, good. So, I'm good. Take us out. So, all right, I'll take you out. I'll take us out. We want to. Um, again, we're we're trying to get uh gather some support we uh would like to help out the um muscular dystrophy association and sma we'd like to help out cystic fibrosis uh we both are passionate about these associations so anything that is donated or provided to us we plan on donating a portion 25 percent of those portions towards uh those associations to help them with Whatever they need, but hopefully predominantly research. But if it if it requires, you know, getting a kid a, a red wagon because you know that child has a hard time walking from house to house during mm -hmm. Halloween, hey, go for it. You know, uh, the rest of that would be used to keep us alive and to help us pro, um, pay for material and improve the quality of the show. Improve the quality of the show to give you information that we want to maintain uh, as free. We don't want to charge you for it. Um, but any sponsorship or donations that we receive will go towards those reasons. The other thing that we'd like to say is uh, we'd like to say thank you. There's a, a couple of giants that we're, you know, we're standing on their shoulders. And we just, you know, for the rest of the year, we just want to say thank you to these individuals. So I'd like to say thank you. We got a visitor. I do. Somebody's at the door. Yeah, I know. Uh, 
You want to go check on him? Yeah, okay. I'm going to go check the door. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, he's going to be part of people. He's probably part of our crew. Maybe. So, oh, oh, is it? Yeah, just, just, just give him like the finger to say wait, and then come back in here so you can check out with us. Okay. Okay, so I want to say thank you to um, Joe Rogan, m- monster uh, inspiration for us uh, providing this information. I want to say thank you to Adam Meekins and Greg Lehman. I'd like to also say thank you to... Um, Sean Carroll and Sam Harris. If it wasn't for these individuals, I don't think that we would be uh, in this position. I don't think we'd be providing this information, and I don't think that we'd be uh, um, trying to do everything we can to help help our society. Uh, so we want to say thank you to those those guys and uh, call it a day. We'll see you guys at the next podcast. Take it easy. That's it. Shalom. Shalom. So long. Mazel tov.